I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I have a surprise for you. Is it my birthday? It was your birthday. It was my birthday, yeah. yes. It's a, it's a surprise for the pod. Okay. And, the, and our... Our viewers on YouTube now. Okay. You know, the pod did have a birthday. You're right. We didn't celebrate it. We definitely just passed right over Just that. horrible dads. <laughs> Co-parenting skills this, are horrible. This, this baby was just neglected <laughs> on its birthday. One year yeah. old in, in January, we yeah. said, nah, you good, yeah, you good. We're just going to glance over this one. He won't remember it, right? Isn't that the thing? He <laughs> <laughs> won't remember the birthday anyway. I, I, I hate little I'm kids' sorry. birthdays. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm going to show you your surprise. You're going to have to narrate, though, because i got to back up from the mic a little bit. Okay. Ladies and are gentlemen. You, are you ready for this? I am narrating. Javi's taking. He's not taking his headset off, but he is backing away from the pod. He is lifting like a portrait. It's a Monet. Oh, my God. <laughs> yo, yo, it is a dope-ass photo of J.J. Simmons, ladies and gentlemen. Yo, yo, that is the most fire photo I've ever seen in my life, guys. Oh, my God. My mind is blown right now. Where the hell did you get that? Uh, I mean, get anything else, Amazon. Amazon just had a fire-ass picture of Jenkins. Yo, I'm in tears right now, dude. This shit's awesome. We're going to set it right there on the windowsill. That's gonna... Next to the hot pies that's I was de- baking. That's different. Hopefully Yogi Bear doesn't come snatch a pie in that by accident. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that was my surprise for you, man. We have to put that right above you. Yeah, it's going right behind It's me. going like Superman, love you, represent. Right. We got to move you, bro. 
JK in the house. <laughs> yeah. The mic's a little in the way right now, but he's there. Well, that's fire, dude. That's fire. <laughs> Yo, that's can't, steely, can't stop looking at That's him. a steely-eyed J.K. Simmons, man. He's going to be looking right at you the whole time. I mean, he really is. You ever see, like, go, like Scooby-Doo, okay? You yeah. know how the eyes follow Don't you in the paintings and stuff like that? His, uh, he's just steely-eyed at me, bro. He's looking right at me right now. You know, he wants me to go get Spider-Man right now in that photo. That's what he wants. <laughs> You need some pictures, some Spider-Man pictures some for Spider-Man front page. Pictures. Peter Parker's nowhere to be found. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty typical. Damn it, Peter. <laughs> Dude, that is dope, man. That is well, dope. I'm glad you like it. I thought there was many pictures of him, but that was the one. That, right was, so that was the one. Though. All right. Did we double up at the movies this week, this past week? Yes. All right. We went we to go see Death on a Nile. Yep. Quick thoughts about that. Well, uh, quick thoughts is... I really don't care about your quick thoughts. I want to talk about (laughs) the old couples that was to my (laughs) left, okay, is what I want to talk about, okay? Okay. So, we sit down to go watch Death on a Now. Really excited about it. Kenneth Bragna, you know, the Agatha Christie novel. We talked about the trailer on on our pod. Um... And, you know, we had really good seats. But to the left of us was these two older couples. Yeah. And there were some trailers that dropped before the movie started. Okay. One of those trailers was Jackass. Yeah, yeah. Another one of those trailers was Downton Abbey. Now, I know nothing about this show. Jackass or Downton Abbey? It's funny that they're both shows yeah, that turn exactly. into movies, but we're talking about Downton Abbey okay, okay, here. Okay, okay, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> they got super excited for this damn trailer, dude. That's fine. They got beyond excited <laughs> for this Downton Abbey trailer, bro. Because they were like texting on their jitterbug phones and everything b- before, mm, during the whole jitterbug. Jackass trailer, man. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? They were like their QWERTY keyboard. was like go lighting up the whole side of the theater. That whole side of the theater was like the whole, it was super bright, yeah, bro. Yeah. And it was their QWERTY keyboard. You heard the clicking. <laughs> That's all you could hear during the whole Jackass yeah. trailer, you know. Which I've seen it seventy times yeah, yeah. now. But as soon as like the Downton Abbey trailer started, yeah, that was they were in it. Closed that clamshell, <laughs> and they were in it, bro. And they knew Smooth. everything Quick what was going shit. on. Yeah. And, like, I've just never seen old people so excited at the theater before. Yeah, yeah. And, like, what is the show about? I, I have no clue. I did some research. Okay, thank you, because I... Okay. Was, I did no research. It's... I didn't know I was supposed to do research. Basically, in my notes <laughs> here, which also borrowed from Wikipedia... Where else? Is, uh... It's a... Fictional, I can't say words today. Yeah. Yorkshire country estate of Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey is the estate. Okay. It picks the lives of aristocratic Crawley family. Oh. And the people around them. Sounds sophisticated. Yes. But I went into a little <laughs> deeper, okay? Okay. It's Go ahead. Give it. just drama. Okay. Just a family drama? It's just family and friends drama. 
like drama for your mama, but like huh. with like rich British people. This is the movie version of, I guess, the show. Yes. Which it's a fictional family. Yes. Okay. But it also depicts a lot of stuff that happens throughout the that, history that era. Okay. Yeah, like gotcha. Titanic and stuff like like that that went down. They talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, influenza, all this other stuff. I just they were really excited. Yeah, and that made me go down a rabbit hole. Yeah, right. Well, that's what it's about, right? It really is. Come to find out, some really cool people who actually have been on this show. Okay. Rose Rose Leslie, who we'll, who we'll talk about it whenever we ever talk about Death on an Isle. But Dan Stevens, Lily James, Dave Rob, Matthew Good, some really good people on this show. You're now, talking about on the TV show. These people that's wrong. been on the TV show. Okay, yes, this is getting getting confusing. Really confusing, I know. Yeah, but there's been a lot of good good people on the show. Okay, um, and the weird thing about it. Nothing really happens. Nothing really happens in this family. Just drama. Just drama. Just drama that, all day. That's what it is. Drama all day. It's like an it's like a uh, old school British soap opera is what it is. I did my research, man. I went down some dark holes. Okay. We might have to do Downton Abbey on the pod one day. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm be honest, I'm glad you're shaking your head that way. Um, I'll be honest with you. I had no idea this was a TV show. I thought it was just another <laughs> that, movie. That movie? Yeah. I, no, I mean, I thought there was an older movie. Okay. This is and the this was going to be another movie. This is the sequel. It's so, I'm so, so excited. There's I'm a so TV. Right it's now. like Sex in the City. Okay. okay. There was Sex in the City. Yeah. Then there was Sex in the City, the movie. And yes. Then there was Sex in the City, the two, Lost in the Sahara. I don't know if that's what the... The title of that the sounds right. That there. sounds accurate. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is the, they had the show, they had their movie where nothing happened. Okay, and they have another movie where nothing's g- gonna happen except for oh boy. the British is coming. That's what the guy said in the trailer. I don't know what oh that boy. Really means. So excited, much? Should we do this? Yeah, super excited. Add it to the list. Yeah, let's do this one next week. <laughs> the old movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, let's go ahead and uh, start this pod, brother. Yes, sir. Welcome to this week's episode of Movie in a Pod. I am Clyde Smith. And I am Javier Villalobos. On this week's episode, we are discussing the trailers for Elvis, the Hulu original Fresh, the season finale of Peacemaker, and our movie of the week, Juno. Another week, man. Let's go ahead and talk about it here. All right. The movie that we've been waiting for forever, man. We're waiting for a biopic of Elvis. <laughs> Finally, dude. Been waiting my, my whole life. Right. Man. Since I saw this guy in Forrest Gump, like, I don't want to see anything about Forrest Gump. 
I want to see a movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Elvis. Right. And the cool thing about this, Tom Hanks is in this movie. Yeah, I saw him. It's just full circle, man. <laughs> it's just full circle, man. Talk to me, brother. Full circle. <laughs> it's the, uh, yeah, yeah. Elvis, uh, the king, obviously. Uh, Thank you very much. I think we are getting, hopefully, a great movie based on his, you know, him growing up and his influence in music. Like, his influences in his music, excuse me. There we go. So, you know, the great rock and rollers, blues musicians, uh, soul music, all that stuff was what you hear when you hear Elvis. And I really hope that that's really pushed forward in this movie. His yeah. influences and all the great musicians that brought him and helped him to get to where he ended up being. Yeah, now this is directed by the great Boz Lerman. Uh, Boz Lerman only does like one movie every, I don't know, 10 years. Yeah. Uh, Gatsby, uh, Romeo and Juliet, Australia, Moulin Rouge. Um, you know, he's a fantastic director. You know, he has a, a good style about him. Mm. I like actually this Austin Butler guy mm-hmm. as Elvis. He looks good. He's a good looking kid. He was, he was doing some moves. He was doing some moves, He was man. making some things happen in that crowd. I do like this, man. <laughs> and, I, and I do like that they even, uh, depicted, even in the trailer, I like mm-hmm. that they, Said off the back, man, this is a movie that doesn't shield or hide anything. Because come on, we all know where Elvis got his yeah. uh, thing from. You know, it's 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 that black blues music, you exactly. know, that gospel music, and everything. You know, he went to black churches and stuff and mm-hmm. got that feel. And I think the the creators of this movie was like, we need to put that in the trailer yeah. so it doesn't turn off people. And that's, I mean, <clears throat> that's influence through you know across the spectrum of music. Yeah. And that's what was, that's what my point was was that's that's really what I hope is pushed through. Oh yeah, that his influences were a big part of music. Yeah, man, but it looks like it's going to be a a struggle between uh, Elvis, him and his career, yeah. you know, all the things that he had to do through being this the biggest rock star ever, right? Yeah. Um, and then we have his. I guess Tom Parker was his manager. I'm guessing. I don't know anything about Elvis. I have no clue. Right, um, I, he seemed, he, but he seemed like his manager, right? I guess. Yeah, I mean that's all I could think of who he was. You know, manager, promoter, yeah, hand, something, handler, something like however you want to call him. Handler sounds kind of, but I got what you mean though. Somebody's got to look out for him. Somebody's got to look out for yeah, the kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but no, man, really excited for, uh, for this. It looks really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll post this on to our socials for you guys. All right, man. Um, Sebastian Stan. Uh, fresh. He's doing a lot of work right now, too. Yo, he was doing his thing, He's doing man. A lot of work. I think. I think after, like, the Avengers, you know, the stuff that he was in for Marvel mm-hmm. um, and even Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, that really propelled him, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's good because dude dude's been around for a minute and dude yeah. can act. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you know, you just need a certain. You get caught up in those big contracts, and you can't work. 
Then when those contractors are over, these guys are just yeah hitting it, hitting it, hitting it, staying working. Because you got to think they've been working for Marvel for you know most of them have to be going five Forever. or six years ever at the minimum, like yeah. five or six years. And you got to uh, be like available. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's. That's your contract. You don't do nothing else, really. You basically just sit on the couch. Yeah. Wait for the call. <laughs> Get your jitterbug out. <laughs> so, it looks like he is a cannibal. Is he a cannibal? Or is he like a vampire? It looks like he's a cannibal. Yeah, it looks like cannibal is what it looks yeah, like. I mean, it doesn't really tell you kind of what he's doing. It just gives you a bunch of flashes of like, you know, eating like, yeah. and bodies, and yeah, stuff like so I'm that. Kind of curious as to where where the lady falls into that. Um, well, her role in it is that she just like well, you know, this dude eats people. Cool, I guess. I, I mean, it's hard to find a good guy in yeah. the city, so <laughs> I found one. His yeah. only flaw is that he eats human yeah. beings. T- Tinder left that out. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> Tinder did not have yeah. that as a category. <laughs> Dude, um, I don't know, man. It looks sleek. It looks sexy. Um, you know, there's those like horror thriller bits to it as yeah. well. Um, this is going to be a good, good Friday watch, man. On the couch, right? It, it gets released uh, here in a couple of weeks, so mm-hmm. definitely going to be. On the lookout for this one. You can just catch it on the couch on Hulu. Oh, yeah. All right, brother. Um, Peacemaker finale. Should we dive into this? Yeah. Let's handle business. The cow. The cow. Disgusting. Just gross like we talked about last week. You saw some of the insides of the cow. Oh, God. Don't get me started. (laughs) Oh, God. Let's just skip over that. Yeah. So that was gross. Let's talk about the the team, man. The team came together at the end. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, the last we saw them in the episode before, you know, they were riding out. Mm-hmm. But I like how the first, like, it was like the first, like, 10, 15 minutes. It was just them bantering. <laughs> like, I thought, like, they were going to park. Yeah. Get out. And it's going to be like an hour of just, like, ass whooping and trying mm-hmm. to figure this out there. They spent 15, 20 minutes just bantering, bro. <laughs> But I'm here yeah, yeah. for it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It just works. <laughs> yeah, the growth growth for all of them was a big leader in the, the plot for this movie yeah. or for this show. Um, But that leads to the uh, – we see a lot more caring for each, each other here. Uh, but my favorite is it all leads to, like, everybody – getting injured in some way or another. <laughs> yes. It wasn't like a like a real solid, you it know, wasn't every, clean. It, it yeah, wasn't exactly. It wasn't a clean ending at all. Yeah, it was bad. Everybody was was messed up, yeah. man. Except for Eagly. Eagly did you not know, get, get messed up. He he knows when to when to roll out. Also he, he rolled messed. out early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just ruined the plan and was like, I'm out. I gotta get out of here. I can't, I can't, I can't go can't, back after this. Can't do this crap for <laughs> this you guys. One. Yeah, that was fantastic. Eagley's part in this one. He's played a strong role. He really yeah. did, bro. He played a strong role in this That's whole thing. What he does, though, man. Yeah. Like you know, he takes these characters, right? James Gunn takes these characters and puts this anamorphic 
yeah. character there. And Eakley is probably the least that he's done. He's more of an animal than anything else, but yeah. he still had a lot of personality, man, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. He gave, well, his, his hug was inspiring, <laughs> right? Oh, shit, he is hugging him. <laughs> so good, man. So good. Um, the battle with Hardcore out there and um, Vigilante mm-hmm. and obviously Peacemaker, man, they were kicking some ass. Oh, yeah, it was pretty pretty awesome. I feel like the episode went by really fast, but yeah. it was like, it was enjoyable. You know how some season finales, they just kind of fly by. Yeah. Like, whoa. Okay. What the hell did I just watch? That right. was not satisfying at all. Um, then I got to wait till season two to be more satisfied or whatever. Yeah. This kind of left you where like, all right, we're, we're good. <laughs> we're, we're good. We don't need a season two, but we're getting it. Ladies yeah. Yeah. And gentlemen, right? Yeah. They, they clean up pretty good. I mean, there's still, um, still butterfly out there. Damn it, Cena. I mean, doesn't look like he's got much left though, because he's run out of food. Yeah. So I don't know if that was kind of a, uh, tying up that loose end. But what about that cameo though? Cameos at the end, bro. Oh. Because that's really the only loose end is is that one butterfly, from what I really recall. But that cameo, dude, Let's jump had, into that cameo, had dude. me rolling. Oh, my God, dude. I <laughs> I was like, okay, so <clears throat> obviously we have an Aquaman movie coming up. Yep. So it's really easy to get him. Yeah. Right? We have a Flash movie coming up, so it's real easy to get that mm-hmm. guy as well. All right? But I was like, dude, please, please, please be Henry Cable. Please, oh yeah! Please be Henry Cable, please God, be I mean, Henry Cable. Obviously, it wasn't. I mean, it was Superman. It was, yeah, in the shadow, you didn't see his actual I mean, face. It looked like his shape. I mean, but you know, I look like his shape, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could have done it. Me and Henry Cable, right? Just yeah. two dashing young British yep. men. <laughs> Good day, mate. I don't know if that was British. That was, I was that was, not was that horrible? Was that was that not good? Should I not do that again? Do I? I apologize to the whole royal family about that. Um, Pretty sure that was like supposedly like Australian. When you say good day, mate. I mean, I do watch a lot of Crocodile Dundee. What can I say? Yeah, yeah. so it's such a good movie. Yeah, you're all right. three of them. You're right. <laughs> But no, man, that was really cool to like see them, and they showed up. <laughs> Can't even get it. Yeah, yeah. Peacemaker was like, "Job's already done, you assholes, or whatever." Go back to yeah. effing a fish or yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he tells Aquaman to go f a fish, and then Barry's like, or no, uh, Jason Momoa is like, "I'm getting tired of that rumor." <laughs> it's true, but it's not a rumor. <laughs> That was the best. Dude, only James Gunn can so like offended. call those guys up yeah. to get that done, man. That was so cool, brother. Yeah, and <clears throat> trivia for that. Uh they filmed uh Barry Allen or excuse me, Ezra Miller on Guardians of the Galaxy set. Galaxy three. What? And they filmed that cameo on that set. Only James Gunn. Only James Gunn can make that stuff. 
Look at that crossover right there. Yeah. Nice, That's man. That's a fun nice. little thing. Nah, man. Uh, Peacemaker turned out to actually be a fantastic series. Yeah. Um, great seasons. Coming back for season two. I think rumor has it. You know, I hate rumors. Uh, but James Gunn has come back to write everything and direct all episodes. Sweet. I guess after Guardians, he's not gonna, you know, ha- he doesn't have anything lined up. So this yeah. is what he has lined up here, man. So yeah, I'm pretty sure he's he's done after that for well, at least for the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Yeah, I think that'll be the the last one that he's going to do. And then somebody said like we're not going to see the Guardians for a very long time. Yeah. So yeah, <clears throat> super excited about it, man. Um, Peacemaker, if you haven't watched it yet. You listen to our pod every week. We basically spoil the whole thing yeah, for yeah. you. That so was the whole. Sorry, you know. Um, but it's still so good, Red. Yeah. And you definitely need to watch it because there's some <laughs> there's some really naughty jokes that we skip because yeah. we try to keep this at least PG thirteen ish. Yeah, yeah. On the pod, so. All right, Jamie. Let's go ahead and jump into our movie of the week, sir. Sounds we good. Have Juno. Uh, this movie is directed by Jason Reitman, written by Diablo Cody. There are some movies that came out in 2007 here. I'm going to drop okay. just a few here for you, man. No I'm business. not going to do too much. Okay. 2007 was a wild year, man. Yeah, dude. So we have Fracture, the number 23. We have uh, The Girl Next Door. We have Blades of Glory. Oh, nice. The Heartbreak Kid. Hannibal Rising, forgot about that one, mm-hmm. and what started the next evolution of Bayhem, Transformers. Right. Yeah. We had a budget of $7.5 million for this movie, and the box office brought in $231.4 million. Wow. Wow. Did work. Yes, sir. Uh, we have started in this one. Uh, we're going to kick it off with Elliot Page, credited as Ellen Page, as Juno McGuff, the young mother of the movie. Uh, Michael Sarah as Polly Bleeker, who is the father of Juno's child. Jennifer Garner and Jason Bateman as the Lorings. What a good head They're, of hair on that guy yeah. in this movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're the, <laughs> They're the prospective adoptive parents of Juno's child. And uh, Allison Janey and J.K. Simmons as uh, Juno's parents, and uh, Olivia Thurlby as Leah, Juno's friend. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> All right, brother. Uh, go ahead and just give us a quick synopsis, man, so we can jump into this. So, Juno and Polly, uh, they decide they're going to have the sex, right? Uh, they aren't careful. The sex. They I have love the that. sex, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember where I heard it referred to. I think that's a supernatural thing, actually. Um, they aren't careful, and Juno ends up getting pregnant. Uh, she decides, or she goes to get an abortion. She de- decides not to. And she finds the Lorings and the Penny Saver who are looking to adopt a child. And that pretty much is the rest of the movie. Oh, yeah. All right, man. Let's go ahead and jump right into these characters here. Yeah. We have uh, uh, Elliot Page, uh, Ellen Page at the time, as Juno McGuff. 
This is a 16-year-old girl, yep. probably maybe 15 at the time, but 16 at 16 year old girl and she's experiencing uh, a teenage pregnancy. Yes. Um, she's not really dating the father of the kid. Correct. But they are best friends <clears throat> and they hooked up one night. Yeah. Supposedly they got bored, right? They got bored. They got bored and uh, things happened in the chair. But this started was two, in the chair. Correct. But this was 2007, <laughs> man. And um, to me, it was tough, right? It was tough because this girl was smarter than your average 16-year-old girl, man. Right. I, fe- I felt like she was just kind of too grown up, I guess. I don't know, man. I got the feeling that she just knew way too much stuff for a 16-year-old girl. Yeah, yeah. This might be the old gray-haired man talking right, right now. Right, right. Um, <clears throat> but there was just some lines that she spoke, the way yeah. that she talked to other people. It was like, she just, she's a little smarter than your yeah. average bear. Yeah, and that's something that her parents bring up whenever they're talking about this. Is like, thought you'd make better decisions, you know? yeah. Um, but you know, uh, I would say mistakes happen, but this thing right here isn't really a mistake. This was a, it's one of those things where it's like, you want to say it's a mistake, but I don't feel like they were uh, very careful. Yeah. At the end of the day. At the end of the day. It's more of an accident. I don't know how you would say it. I don't don't know know what the proper terminology is. The proper terminology is, you know. I don't, I've never had an accidental kid. <laughs> right, right, right. I've never had a kid, so. No. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, did, they did the thing. <laughs> yes, they did the thing. They did the sex. Yep. And now she's pregnant. Yep. And she's going through all of this. Mm-hmm. Now before, I do like, before she kind of tells her parents, uh, she's trying to get rid of the kid. Obviously, by abortion, but it gets she did just talked out of it, but it was her in that waiting room. Yeah, that kind of kind of had like an existential crisis. Yeah, it's probably pretty gross waiting room as well. Yeah, didn't look like a comfortable place to be at all. Not not at all. Uh, yeah, she wasn't really talked out of it. She just kind of just. She got nervous. Yeah, that's probably a good word. You know, uh, sitting there, she was just kind of hearing all the noises and just had a moment. And then it didn't help that the girl outside was telling her about the the baby nails. The baby nails, (laughs) yes. The baby having nails. (laughs) So, yeah, she decides not to go through with that. So then she uh, goes and tells her parents. And that's when they say it's irresponsible and how could you do this and... The dad wants to obviously kill uh, Polly Bleeker. Yeah, punch him in the wiener. Punch right? him in the wiener. <laughs> you know, all this stuff, right? Uh, but then she decides to uh, give it up for adoption. Yeah, all of that, like, she plans all that. She take, does that all by herself. And, like that's, in the movie. and, and that's my point right yeah, there, yeah. right? We're like, you don't, you, it's basically like you and your friend, uh, Leah, yeah. who's having these conversations, and you two are... You could say scheming, but yeah. it's more just like coming up with this plan on how you don't have to worry about this kid. Yeah, yeah. She's going to 
not abort the child, but she's trying to figure out how to not have the responsibility. She says she's not ready. Exactly. You know, she's, it's not her time to be a mother. Uh, so they find the couple in the penny saver. Whatever next to the birds, the, the looking for birds. Dude, Mark, Mark Loring has a great head of hair. Dude. Yeah, we're definitely going to talk about that, brother. Wow. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> favorite about her? Uh, hamburger phone. <laughs> uh, I think Paulie also has a hamburger phone. Dope. <laughs> I think I saw it in the background of one of the shots. Which means we got to get hamburger phones. Yeah, right next to his race car bed. <laughs> He has fire race car. Sixteen years old. Yeah. You know what I mean? All right, man. Let's go ahead and jump into that. We have the great <laughs> Michael Sarah as Polly Bleaker, once again the father of Juno's child, yeah. uh, her best friend, and they hook up one night. He's in the track. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in the Tic Tacs. Yes. And he's your overall like typical high school just. Yeah. I wouldn't even call him like a nerd. He's just like a typical guy. Yeah. Who's not cool, not unpopular. He's just kind of there. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Plays a little guitar. Plays a little guitar. Plays a little guitar, yeah. Um, you know, has has friends, obviously, because he's an athlete with track and everything. Yeah. You know, has great thighs. Oh, my God. You see those things? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He has them out. Those, those he's, he's, he's in some tiny shorts. Most of his scenes. Uh, so there's that. Uh, yeah, and we don't like see him a whole lot in the movie. No, it's um, not his story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not his story, and he really doesn't have any part of the pregnancy. Like he tries to be friends and tries to, I guess, after he kind of, I guess, falls in love with Juno or realizes whatever, whatever. Uh, you know, that one scene where he's like, should I come with you to, like, the ultrasound? Yeah, right. She's like, no, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about but it. But, like, even before that, right, He's just, I, he is just like, um, so what are we, you, gonna, gonna like, do about this, yeah, yeah. right? And it's, it's a 16-year-old boy who's looking probably at, you know, probably getting a track scholarship or music or something. Who knows, yeah, yeah. right? Looking for, towards his future, but doesn't really understand what he should do in the moment so yeah. he's there but doesn't really want to be there and you kind of see that off of michael Sarah, right mm-hmm. it's just like um it's just like a we problem or a you problem <laughs> right and yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. and it's like it, it's it's funny but like that's the truth yeah for like unplanned pregnancy yeah like what what are you doing you exactly. know what what are what are what are we gonna do yeah to get past this or yeah. work through it. or I'll do whatever you want to do. Yeah, yeah. Right? I'm not an a-hole. Right. You know, but whatever option you do, I'll be there, but I got to track meet on Saturday. Yeah, I got I to gotta right? go <laughs> do some running. Yeah, I got to get some running in, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. And you kind of you kind of felt that with him. But then she, when she was, like you said, going back to what you said, she was like, now nah, you're good. Yeah. I got it. It's all planned out. Me, right. me and Leah... Is handling, yeah, you know what I mean? Because she had it planned out. I mean, there was no, I guess there was no reason for him to be a part of it because there wasn't going to be a after birth family. Yeah. All right, All right listeners. We're going to take a quick break. 
Javi, how's it going, man? I'm doing pretty good, pretty good, but I've been having a couple things on my mind. Talk to me, man. What's going on? Spit it out. You know, I've really been wanting to talk about weapons and uh, movie weapons. You know I love weapons. I mean, you just said the word weapons a lot, but I get it. So let's talk then, brother. What are amongst your favorites? Let's get this over with. We'll kick it off with a lightsaber. Fire. Uh, as a musician, the guitar case guns from Desperado. Very classy, brother. And, uh, you know, I figured it'd be nice to have just a neuralizer in my pocket for whenever I need that. Men in black and people, brother, just <laughs> letting them forget everything, right? <laughs> Shades in the neuralizer, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're a package deal, bro. You can't have one yeah. without the other. <laughs> Dope, bro. Let me tell you about a few of mine. Yeah. That sword from Blade is just fire. Mm. It has that mm-hmm. secret way you have to hold it. And if you hold it the wrong way, basically, if you're not Blade, it's taking your hand off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Skyfall, James Bond had a Walter PP7. That had his fingerprint encoded to it, only he can fire the gun, man. That was just yeah. really, really cool, and the visual was amazing with that. And obviously, taking it to the MCU, Chris Evans himself, Captain America, and that amazing shield, man. Come on, that thing defies the laws of physics. <laughs> yes. I love it, it though, really man. Does. It can be used for offense and defense. Um, I love that it is a symbol of American greatness, but also what America can strive to be, man. All right. Javi, we talked about these. Are we good now? Can we get back to the pod? I got one more. That's my favorite. Come on. Talk to me. Mjolnir. Ah, the hammer. I know we have Stormbreaker in the MCU now, but I don't believe it has that anti-theft device installed like Mjolnir does. (laughs) I think anybody can wield wield Stormbreaker if you're strong enough. (laughs) But, you know, all you have to do is be worthy, and you become a god when you pick up Mjolnir, and nobody else can touch it. I would try the uh, Mjolnir. I can't even pronounce it, man, but that is a fire weapon. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, definitely good call on that one, man. We love our movie weapons, and we know you guys do as well. Yeah, team. Hit us up on our Movie in the Pod socials, and we can talk about all of your favorite movie weapons. Now we can get back to the pod. Jennifer Gardner, uh, Vanessa Loring. Uh, this is, uh, we really got to talk about them both here, but let's talk about yeah. Jennifer first. Uh, she is Mark's wife and the prospective adoptive mother of Juno's child here. And Mark is. And Mark is played by the ridiculously handsome and just full of hair Jason Bateman. Oh, it's so good. Dude, that hair was amazing, so bro. Um it's jet black. Just so jealous. Just, I used to have jet black hair like that. <laughs> now it's kind of it's kind of shuffled in some gray now. Some salt and pepper. Yeah, there, it's a little salt. Yeah, Guys, Jason Bateman has a fantastic yeah. hair in this movie, okay? Um tag him in this pod so he knows. Yeah, yeah let him know. Um but no, man, this is the couple who looks like, I guess they've been trying for a while yeah. and being unsuccessful in having their own. So now they put in an ad into the penny saver with their beautiful faces. Um, of course, I'm going to give my baby to those two. Look, yeah. look, look at those two. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful, two beautiful people, beautiful home. Yeah. They look like it's all put together. They look like Barbie and Ken. Yeah, man, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh. So... See, if they were blonde. Let me see Jason Bateman as a as a kin. Yeah. That head, head of hair, yeah. bro. 
<laughs> as we digress. Oh, anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, but you can tell right off the bat, man, the first meeting between uh, uh, Juno, her dad, who we'll get into, um, and the Lorings and the lawyer. Uh, Vanessa's character is, is uh, Vanessa's into this a lot yeah. more yeah. than Mark, right? But he's trying to be that supportive husband, you know, just like Polly's trying to be yeah. that supportive quasi dad and just kind of be there for the person that you care about. Yeah, and that's uh, another little bit of the story is that kind of the crumbles. Yeah, right. The perfect. You know, Juno sees them as like the the perfect parents for her child. When in reality, they got just as many problems as everybody else. Exactly, exactly, um, man. But it looks like, I guess Vanessa still goes through with it. So we don't see Mark at the end, but we see Vanessa's face. Yeah, uh, which is good for the child. But yeah, we find out they just have problems. Or, well, at least Mark has problems. Yes, I mean. I guess Vanessa thought everything was good to go. She was super excited. I think, man, and I think with those two, you know, I, I'll i be honest with you, okay? <laughs> Watch this movie for the first time. Mm-hmm. Just Same. The, just Same. the one time for this movie, right? Same. And I had an opinion of it. Okay. We'll talk about that opinion here in a little bit. Definitely. But now that we're, I'm kind of bouncing in off of somebody, I have a different opinion of it now, right? And that it's, um, I'd say to say that I have a better opinion of it. Yeah. Now. Um, <clears throat> with that being being said, man, there's a lot of uh, themes that are in here that I didn't catch until yeah. me and you obviously are having this conversation. And okay. Guys, none of this is planned ever. Okay. Javi comes to the studio. We come to the studio. Yep. We lay the track down for you, and we're out of here. Okay. Yep. We say a little. Uh, Get a little guidance for the man. Uh, we'll be doing that going forward. Get a little guidance for the man back here, uh, J.K. Simmons, and we, we get started. We pray to our idol, J- <laughs> J.K., before we start. <laughs> He's going to be looking over us for a little while. No, man, um, you're right. Like, you know, all couples have their problems, yeah. and we only see from the outside looking in, you know, they're only going to depict how good that they're doing. They're yeah. not going to show the fighting and the, the problems and stuff. And even if one person thinks that there's problems and other person doesn't think that there's problems, you know, there, there's still something. That's a problem, there, right? That's, that's a problem. A, that's a problem. There's still so, something yeah. there. Right. And yep. this movie kind of, um, unpeeled that, that onion there for yeah. the, for the 16 year olds relationship or unrelationship. And even the, these adults with the Lawrence, yeah. right. And we'll, we'll see that too. Once we get to Juno's parents, that's a, that's another one, yeah. right? Yeah. Very interesting. So we have, uh, let's talk about Mark just for a little bit here, man. Dude is a, what does Vanessa do for a living? Um, I don't remember what she does. She I don't has, know if they really. She has to make a, like, he, okay, so he works from home. Yeah, he's like, a, a commercial jingle composer. Which is a dope job, man. I mean, he was doing it. That's Little what, studio. That's what your boy did on Two and a Half Men. That was his yeah. job. Yeah. Kind of fire. Well, you can do it. I need a piano. I have one. I don't know how to play it. I don't know what to tell you. <sighs> Damn it. I found out today that Courtney Cox, uh, at the age of 50, now knows how to play piano. Like, she started. That's awesome. It's never too late. No. 
I'm the timing. Gonna, I'm not going to learn to play piano. I don't have the time. I, I golf too much. a lot of time. Yeah, and I'm not good at golf, so. I'm trying, <laughs> so trying to learn how to golf. Yeah, you don't have time to learn how to piano. But I, <laughs> but I do not know what Jennifer Gardner's Vanessa Loring character does. But, mm-hmm. yes, Mark is a jingle writer for commercials. He works at home. Yeah. Um. So he's able to sit there and, you know, if he doesn't find inspiration, he can't just, you know, hang out in the office and kind of beat his head against the wall. Go downstairs and watch his movies and yeah. stuff, right? And that's yeah. exactly what he does. Um, I really like this character, man. One of my favorites in in this movie mm-hmm. was Jason Bateman's char- character here. He he was cool. He was honest. Um, you know, even honest to a fault. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> did he want this baby? Yes, for her. Yeah, yeah. But no, for himself. Correct. That he had, to, did he have an existential crisis himself, where maybe he won't be a good dad? I I, I do not know, right? But these are just questions that I kind of was kind of yeah. thrown against the wall there, right? Um, and it's us us as the audience to kind of see what sticks. Yeah. All right, man. Um, let's go over here and talk about Allison Janey as Bryn McGuff, a Juno's stepmother. Mm-hmm. Um, Juno's stepmother, very typical stepmom. Right, where like she knows kind of her place yeah. with Juno, right? Um, but still has a lot of advice and a lot, a lot of love and care for her as well. Oh yeah, and thinks that she's an effing idiot for what she did. Yeah, but it's still there for. Her. Of course. Of yeah, course, I mean, you know, same same with the dad. I like that she was there for the ultrasound, mm-hmm. and she even riffed on the uh, ultrasound technician. <laughs> That was a fire scene. Yeah. Anytime mm-hmm. you can get Alice and Janie on screen, like yelling at somebody or cussing somebody, <laughs> yeah, she good. does it in such a stern way, man. It's just fire mm-hmm. every single time, man. I really enjoy that. Um, her character was cool, man. It wasn't as big as our the next person, right? Let me go ahead and let's look, man. Just go ahead and just let the audience know how sexy this guy is, man. Dude, 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 dude. He played not only okay. Not only a DC character, he played a Marvel character as well. Okay, Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, he was Spider Man too for a little bit for that, for that one scene. <laughs> he was awesome. Spider- I don't, I'm not gonna let that go. <laughs> In some type right. of multiverse. Yeah, he is Spider Man. He is Spider Man. Okay. <laughs> I'm afraid it's falling over, but I'm good. It's all good. It's all good, man. Uh, J.K. Simmons as Mac McGruff, McGuff, um, Juno's father. Talk to me, man. Uh, he is a HVC technician. Yes. Um, I love how he really makes that clear in the movie. Fantastic. Um, it seems like a, it seems like a typical middle class family. Very. Um, and what he does when she brings that news to him that she's pregnant is not freak out. Uh, you know, he's like, who's the dad? Who is he? And then he wants. He says he's going to punch the dude in the wiener a little bit later, which is understandable. Oh yeah. Uh, but he plays a good role. He's he's there to help Juno. He's the one that's going. She, he he wants to go with her to meet the Lorings and uh, make sure that all the paperwork's right. I mean, and she's also sixteen too, so got to be there for her. Got to be there. Um, he just plays a, a nice. 
Yeah, man. Uh, well, like le- level-headed dad for the most part. You know, his his part is important. Yes. It's a it's a small part in the movie itself, mm-hmm. but it's a very vital important part. One, he's a he's a dad who kept custody of his daughter. Yes. That doesn't happen often. Um usually the kids, even the daughter and the kid or whatever, the boy, they usually go with the mom. Mhm. So, you know, that speaks volumes itself mm-hmm. about his character in the movie. Um, you know, that he got married, he got remarried. Um, they have him and his wife have a kid together. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just, he's a very loving family man. He wants to do everything right by his family. Uh, I love that he is very stern. Yeah. Right? Where he, he will... It's JK. He's going to tell you how it is now, yeah, yeah. right? You're, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, even at the dinner table, right, he was basically yelling at, like, the little one, yeah. right? And it was just hilarious, right? Because it was, like, yeah, in yeah. a loving way. Like, the kid knew that dad was messing, but yeah. also being serious at the same exact time, man. And you feel that from him. Like, like I'm kidding, but something will happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, But, yeah, you're right. I like that he was definitely there for her. Um I'm glad that he didn't punch Bleaker in the. I don't know if he got the chance to. Yeah, but but like when they finally like saw each other face to face, and when she got when she actually had the kid in the hospital, he just kind of put his hands on Bleaker's shoulders mm-hmm. and and walked away. That was a better man move, right? Right. right? But obviously, he had like nine months to kind of. Yeah, like when they're both talking after. Juno leaves the room when she tells him about it. He's like, I didn't know he had it in him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Um, last character I want to talk to about, uh, we talked about her about a little bit, but it's Leah. Yeah. Olivia Thurby as Leah, Juno's friend, best friend. <clears throat> She's oh, there. Yeah. Um, you know, we talk about each week. We talked about last week, Leaf with his dog. Uh, you know, people need to bounce ideas and what they're thinking and yeah. their, their plans off of each other. Uh, Leah does that to a T for Juno. Right. It's maybe not always a good idea. No. That's what it is. She's there, though. But she's there, though, right? And I think that <clears throat> being this really realistic movie, that's one of the most realistic things in the yeah. movie where you do have that friend. It's probably not the best person to begin with. You know, it is. <laughs> it is It is what yeah, it is. You know. um, but they're going to be there yeah. and they're going to give you advice. Good, bad, and the ugly. Take mm-hmm. it, leave it, whatever. Back you up on whatever you choose. Whatever you choose, yeah. I'm going to back you up. I am here for your girlfriend, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah, and one of the things like when Juno goes to have the abortion, and she doesn't, she goes back and sees Leah and he's like, I'm supposed to pick you up to like 4 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's you a know. road dog yeah. right there, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she knew what she was doing. She's like, I'm going to be there if you need to pick you up. That's cool. Yeah, man. Very cool friend um, who had a thing for her teachers. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, she was into it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there was, yeah. you knew that both girls were sexually active. Right. We don't know if Leah was sexually active with her teacher. Or at all. Yeah. She could have just been all talk. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I thought that was an interesting, like, mix on it. Like, as far as character development, you know, we talk about all these char- all these characters in this movie mm-hmm. and, 
and their development and and their purpose and stuff like that yeah. and what they bring to the table. Her being sexually, I think it was just like was that just a comedy bit? I guess right. Her uh, being sexually active to Le- her Leah. Yeah, was it just? Oh, I, I mean, I don't know if she was sexually active with him, but she, but was, she was attractive. Yes, to him. Yes, was that just a comedy bit? I didn't really, I, I didn't really understand that. Right, like, know. like as good as a a director. Um, are, are you saying like Leah saying like he's hot or something? Was it supposed to be funny? Like. Sarcastic, yeah. Is that what like, you mean? What, okay. What does it bring to the script? Oh, uh, yeah. Just right. Just something funny. I as guess. something as 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 good as a director Jason Reitman is, mm-hmm. where every piece of the puzzle that he's directing has a purpose and makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, that just really it's didn't just, really add up to anything. I have no clue. Yeah, kind of drops in a couple times and passes on. Yeah. Still funny though. <laughs> and she she also kind of keeps the uh their sixteen year old girls, yeah, uh in place, because uh, she's just kind of goofy. She's kind of doing whatever she wants to as a sixteen year old girl, and Juno's going through the pregnancy. So it's like a side by side of the pregnant sixteen year old going through school and all that, and then the not. Pregnant 16-year-old, kind of the contrast between both of them. True, true, true. All right, man, let's talk about the look and feel of this movie here. Um, this takes place in Minnesota. Yeah. Um, basically, like, the suburbs. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, right? There was nothing really flashy, but I think that was kind of the vibe yeah, as yeah. well. They didn't want much flash and pause. They didn't want to focus on that. They wanted to focus on the dilemma that she was having with yeah. it. So keeping it that kind of middle class uh area, I guess. Yeah. Uh middle class level. Yeah. You know, the school wasn't super fancy either. Uh neither were the places they really went. Yeah, like the even the the nicest places when they went to like what Saint Paul to go to the Lorings, right? The Lorings had a yeah. gorgeous house. Yeah, the houses just kept getting bigger and bigger as yeah. they go down the road. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. right. But like, um, you really felt that it was like middle class with um, Bleaker's house, I mean, Bleaker's mm-hmm. family. Like the kid still li- sleeps on a ra- race car bed and stuff like that, right? So it's like, okay, well, he just hasn't outgrown that mentally. I don't haven't outgrown that monetarily. Right, you know right, I mean? yeah. One of the two. You got your race car bed was expensive, homie. <laughs> Yo, you wanted that <laughs> shit when you were five. You're sleeping in that until you leave yep, his house, yep. okay? So could have been the case yeah. here. <laughs> but no, man, that's definitely uh, the look of the movie. M- Music-wise, it was a lot of like that indie type yeah. flair of, of movie. But like it worked, right? Once again, it right. worked, kind of set the scene for this middle America type uh, drama yeah. that's yeah. happening here. Yeah, it kind of had some uh, light in the mood in certain situations. Uh, um, kind of helped just tell the story. You know, yeah. it was it was a uh, different types. It was the indie music, but there was different kind of genres in there i guess depending on the mood yeah and nothing that really like caught your ear right it just kind of fit yeah nothing that it was like ooh, that's i mean when it came up though it was 
loud and in yeah. the front. Yeah. You know, it was a, most of it was like when they were just like walking in or she was doing this, that, or the other bunch of scene jumping. Um, but it was nothing crazy. Now, the one thing I do want to talk about, man, is that opening title sequence. Mm-hmm. I don't know that was actually really cool, man. The way they did it, right? It was like pixelated. It was, it was her. I don't know what the actual terminology is. It's not like pixelated, but she's kind of like it's a kind of animated kind of yeah, not yeah. because it's still her like uh kind of like cartoon yeah art yeah, kind of yeah, thing, yeah yeah right but it's like the cartoons when they're coming to life yeah into the real world right i don't know i, I know what you're saying but i don't know like space jam I'm going off the rails. Yeah, yeah, I, have, yeah. I have no no clue, man. But I thought that was really cool, man. And I like that they yeah. uh, use that. That kind of caught my eye from the beginning. So I really like that. All right, man. Let's um, jump into a theme here. I don't want to mess this one up. Yeah. This is a lot. Um. What I gained from this movie, man, I think what the the writer director was talking about, man, is one, like shit happens, yeah, and what are you gonna do after the fact, right? Yeah, like pick yourself up, come up with a game plan. There are options. There's always options. There's always options here. Um, you know. Good, bad, and ugly options, whatever, right? Because right, right, like, right. she decided to keep the kid, right? Keep the baby. She's gonna look down as a sixteen-year-old parent. And yeah. Like, oh my god, how could you do that? She gives yeah. the baby away. She's like, oh my god, how could you live your baby? Yeah. So yeah. there's no real like perfect for yeah. her, right? It was basically her looking into herself and being like, "This is for me. This is what I want to do." Yeah. Um. And. I don't think she ever said it on screen, but you can kind of feel and like emotionally that she kind of had some doubts about giving the baby away, especially after the whole whole mess with the whole the, mess with yeah. Mark and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, makes sense. I mean, she's giving away a, a part of her that she's grown inside of her. Yeah, nine I mean, whole months, man. Yeah, I mean, that's you know, I wouldn't think. That that wouldn't be part of it at all. I don't think anybody would be able to. Well, I guess there's some people that do that, but yeah, beside the point, I guess. Uh, definitely beside the point. Yeah, um, she, I mean, she ends up giving it away, but then I wonder if she kind of does because remember she did it without visitation and pictures and stuff like that. Yeah. I wonder if she changed her mind on that, right? Hmm. Um, which would be very interesting, but we don't get that information. Yeah, man. yeah. But I think the overall uh, th- theme here, man, is. You know, do what's right for you. Yeah. Right. At, at the end of the day, and have a cool ass dad like J.K. Simmons. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's there the whole time. I think at the end he tells her, uh, "He said one day you'll be here when you're ready." You know, he's there right beside the bed with her. So, fantastic. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just to bring up a few things before we close out. Oh, yeah. Um, if anybody's interested in expanding with us on our socials, we have Linktree in our bio. Javi, what is Linktree? Talk to me, man. Linktree is one link that leads you to all our pod, to our uh, Buzzsprout 
page, which lets people select what pod app they want to use. Um, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all of them are on there. One click of a button, you're at our page. So you can like and follow us on all of them. And it'll be Linktree, which is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E backslash movie in a pod. Hit us up. And I'll, we'll put that in the bios and I'll put it in our uh, description of our podcast as well. So it'll be easy for everybody to get to. All right, team. That is our conversation about Juno. Javi, what were your thoughts, brother? Talk to me. Yeah, man, I think this is a great movie. Everybody needs to watch at least once. Um, got some great actors here. We got a good story. Uh, a lot of different lessons within the story, I thought. Yeah. Uh, I, I sat on the couch and I was laughing. I enjoyed it. Uh, first time seeing it. Um, it was just a lot funnier and a lot more entertaining than I thought it would be. Okay. I don't know. I don't know why. Like, I've heard of this movie for so long. And I don't know why. I just was always like, I figured it'd be a little bit more serious. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, very. It's kind of weird. You know, it was kind of surprising. There, yeah. yeah, it was kind of surprising the way it came through. Um, either way, my rating on this one's going to be a three out of five buckets. Okay. Uh, definitely recommend. Well, what about you, man? Yeah, man. Um, Like I said, I, like I said earlier, man, this, when I was watching this movie, I I could not connect with Juno's character. Mm-hmm. Try to put myself into the mind of a 16-year-old girl. Understandable. Bad idea, number one. Okay? Understandable. Never yeah. do that again. Um, so I tried to put myself back into the mind of 16 year old Clyde and thought about the girls. Don't do that either. That was, that was a <laughs> yes, very bad idea, but a safer place. Right, right. Safer place. Okay. okay? I mean, that's fair. That's um, fair. Yeah, yeah. But then tried to, uh, think about the 16 year old girls that I hung out with and tried to understand everything at that time. And I couldn't pinpoint one that was like Juno. Right, it's like as a personality, person? yeah, like, like like her personality, her quirks, the way that she yeah. talks, the stuff that she's into. I couldn't find one. That's probably because you weren't attracted to that. You're probably right. I mean, I'm just saying that's it. but like, it's, it's high but, school, man. You're you're like, looking for a certain type of person in high school. Yeah, but like I'm talking about, like even our friends, like we kicked it. Me and you kicked it with everybody, right? Yeah, yeah. So even our friends, I couldn't pinpoint. Right, like mm-hmm. I like I can. So Look, I can I can get like the movie The Sandlot and be like, that's this person, that's this person, that's this person, that's this person. Right. I can do the same thing with Friday Night Lights. I can do the same. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I'm getting all sports movies, that's, right? But I can I do mean, the same fine. thing with Remember the Titans, right? I can be right. like, oh, that's this guy, that's this guy, that's this guy, yeah. that's this chick over My here. My Donald Faison. You know what I mean? You obviously okay. That's fine. I'm good with that. Onto that ball, Pete. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> but I couldn't do that with her, Juno. Yeah. I couldn't be like mm, this girl reminds me of this person from high school or college or something of that nature there. I think I could not connect with her is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I mean, I would never we, we've never been in that. I mean, I've, I've never been in the poly side of the thing either. Yeah. So I have no clue. It was just, it, it, it's like a 
you know, watching it now is a lot different than if I would have watched it in high school. And I thought about that as well. You know, I think I missed, I mean, this did come out in 2007. Yes. So I think I also missed the boat on understanding this movie. Yeah, yeah. Because I have so much real world experience now. I mean, we had we had some pregnant people in our we did. school. We did. But we shunned them, though. I'm joking, guys. <laughs> I'm joking. We did not do that, okay? That was a joke. Don't cancel oh, no. us, okay? Oh no, the whole the whole uh, social media is gonna come after us. Nobody is gonna yeah. hit our, our link tree now, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Uh, but I, I just, I just, it was really tough for me to like connect with her. It was more, e- it was a lot easier for me to connect with, um, uh, like the dad because mm-hmm. you know we've seen and we've been around a lot of yeah. strong dads in that nature. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed his character as well. Yeah. Um, I just like seeing um, Jason Bateman with that beautiful yeah, of hair, yeah. man. Um, but no, overall, man, the plot, very interesting. The yeah. execution was very well. Just the star, the, the main person, I just couldn't put a finger on it. It was, it was just tough for me. Yeah. And, and, and I think you're right. Like, I just missed the boat on this movie. I guess if I would have watched it back in 2007, I would have had a better appreciation for it. Um, I just don't now. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Overall, Jason Bateman makes Jason Bateman, Jason Reitman, excuse me, makes beautiful movies. Yeah. Uh, as th- this is, and this gets two buckets of popcorn for me, man. It's solid. I'll probably not watch it again. <clears throat> um, should they even show this movie in sex ed? Probably. I mean, it. Very it shows some movie, right. It shed some light on some interesting things that could happen. 100%, man. But it kind of also, you know, I don't know, good or bad or not, but it shows you, like, there's the other options. It's not necessarily the end of your whole life, like they say in a lot of the situations. Gotcha. You also so, know. I don't know if that's good or bad. That's <laughs> <laughs> just what I'm saying. You also know in 2007, uh, it was this movie, Juno. Yeah. Knocked Up <laughs> and Waitress that, all came out in 2007. Waitress what, starred Carrie Russell about her that. getting pregnant as well. I don't think I saw that. I definitely saw Knocked Up. Oh, of course. A lot. I saw that movie quite a few times. Yes. That's, I, I'm going to watch it tomorrow. I actually. quote that movie all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> which, was yes. Like, which was like the adult version of this, right? If adults go through this. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Yeah, your career, it's more of like a career instead of high school type thing. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah, so that, that was cool. Thank you for subscribing to this week's episode Talking Through Juno. Next week we will be discussing After the Sunset. That's streaming on HBO Max. I am Clyde Smith. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as I am Clyde D. Smith. I am Javier Villalobos. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at MrJ8200. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.